We start with the latest in the presidential campaigns. The KMT's candidate, new Taipei Mayor Ho Yi, is struggling in the polls after a preschool drugging scandal in his city. According to a new poll by K-Point Survey and Research, Ho's approval rating has dropped to just over 17 percent, putting him firmly in third place. Another poll shows that TPP's Lai Qingde leading with 37.7 percent of the vote. In second place is former Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe with more than 31 percent, while Ho is again at number three. Vice President Lai Qingde headed to New Taipei's Banqiao Jinbei Temple on Wednesday to celebrate the birthday of its five main deities. Temple officials presented to him an acrostic poem in which the first character of each verse formed the sentence. Trust that Lai Qingde will win the election. Former Premier Su Zhenchang made a rare public appearance. Of course, the U.S. is a global superpower, but under the leadership of Tsai Ing-wen, with the help from the Vice President, Executive Yuan and everyone else, the whole world is also paying a lot of attention to Taiwan. In face of China's threats, I will always insist on Taiwan's own path and protect Taiwan's sovereignty to maintain our democracy, freedom and constitutional rule. Lai's popularity is reflected in opinion polls. According to a survey by RW News, Lai is favored by 37.76 percent of voters. Despite a drop of 1.46 percentage points from last month, Lai remains comfortably in the lead. Coming in at number two is Ke Wenzhe, who gained almost 10 percentage points to break the 30 percent mark, landing at 31.29 percent. Ho Yo Yi remains in third place. Though Ho's approval rating rose by 1.43 percentage points since last month, support from women took a dive. Meanwhile, a poll by K-Point Survey and Research showed Lai leading with 31 percent of the vote. Ho, who was number two in March, lost seven percentage points and fell to third place with 17.9 percent of the vote. He's now perilously close to the support rating that Hong Xiu-ju had when the KMT replaced her as a candidate. Meanwhile, Ke picked up four percentage points since March to hit 21.5 percent, a nearly 10 percentage point difference from Lai. <laughs> Polls are like the stock market. Just take a look and move on. You still have to do the work that you have to do. The only day when high poll numbers are important is election day. What's the use in leading the polls any other day? I do consider the highs and lows of the polls, and I approach them with a humble mind. I'm not afraid of a challenge or difficulties. I remain determined. With the election just seven months away, the polls are keeping candidates on their toes as the battle continues. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu is in Prague, the Czech Republic. After arriving on Tuesday, he met with the head of the Czech Parliament's upper house, Milos Vistrichil. This is Wu's second time in Czech Republic after a visit in 2021. Vistrichil, who spearheaded Czech efforts to strengthen ties with Taiwan, came to Taiwan back in 2020. The Czech Republic is a member of both NATO and the European Union. It maintains only informal ties with Taiwan. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine in 2022, it's been among several Central and Eastern European countries that have shown increasing support for Taiwan. Besides meeting Vistrichol, Wu will dine with the Speaker of the Czech Parliament's lower house, Marketa Ketarova Adamova. On Wednesday, he spoke at the conference hosted by the European Values Center for Security Policy.
Nanto County Commissioner Xu Shuhua plans to visit Hangzhou, China this July to participate in the annual Two Lakes Forum. If the trip takes place, she will be the first local government leader from Taiwan to visit China since the pandemic. A DPP councillor questions the move, saying that the exchange won't be held on the basis of reciprocity. Responding to the criticism, Xu says she's not afraid of being labeled pro-China. At a ceremony on Wednesday, Nanto officials loaded up more than 7,000 caddies of tea leaves for export to China. With cross-strait trade making new inroads, Nanto County Commissioner Xu Shuhua plans to lead a delegation to China in July. Nanto County and Hangzhou have held the Two Lakes Forum together for more than 10 years now. So next month, we will lead a delegation to China. I believe that some of our friends in the DPP will have their doubts. But my feeling is that, so long as it's for the sake of our county residents, I am not afraid of being labeled. Xu is in her first year in office, and she's pushed to restart physical cross-strait exchanges. She will become the first city or county leader from Taiwan to visit China since the pandemic. I have always wondered about selling agricultural products to China, because China itself is a major agricultural producer. Can our farmers and our agricultural products genuinely be respected and protected in China? Will it really help for the county commissioner to visit? I don't think it will be helpful. Didn't China block our agricultural products before? Since 2009, Nanto's Sun Moon Lake and Hangzhou's West Lake have held the Two Lakes Forum and conducted tourism exchanges. But this year's forum comes at a sensitive time. The event has drawn skepticism from some locals and criticism from the DPP, which accuses Nanto of being too eager to embrace China. Our tourism market should come from all over the globe. Does Mayor Xu only see China in her so-called international vision? We're talking about a country that wants to take Taiwan's sovereignty. This exchange, whether it's on the basis of equality, is also another very big problem. Amid harassment by the PLA and heightened military tensions, Xu's trip to China is drawing controversy. But despite the detractors, she seems determined to press on with the visit. A woman from Poland has opened a store in Taichung that does not use packaging. Inspired by the eco-friendly zero-waste movement, Paulina Tarnowska runs the photogenic store where reducing waste is the name of the game. She compares it to the old-school local grocery stores popular in Taiwan before convenience stores took over. We went to Taichung to check out the beautiful store and hear what it takes to convert neighbors to a new way of shopping. Paulina Tarnowska is dedicated to environmental protection. She opened this fashionable packaging-free store in a traditional community in Taichung. Personally, I think that packaging-free stores are the modern grocery store. We might be a slightly more comfortable grocery store. Mainly what we have here is foodstuffs, cleaning products, and reusable products. For food, I encourage everyone who comes here to bring their own containers and just to buy as much as they need. The store takes serious environmental commitments and packages them as an attractive lifestyle. The zero-waste consumer movement aims to be more than a slogan. Adherents want to reduce the use of plastic and other packaging materials as part of a simple, straightforward lifestyle. 
It's best if you bring your own container. I can also offer customers paper bags. Taiwan is seen as the most convenient country in the world, so of course we do have a big problem in promoting a rather inconvenient mode of shopping in this super expedient convenience store culture. People see a Polish person doing business here. They might not know what a packaging-free store is, but they come in because they're curious. And for me, that's an opportunity not just to introduce someone to my culture, but also to this way of shopping. Tarnowska was inspired by the packaging-free stores of Poland. She walks the walk in helping people reduce their waste and consume more sustainably, and hopes the store will become a beacon, attracting others to take sustainability seriously. Today, we take you to an exhibition in Taoyuan that showcases the ancient art of bangshu, also known as large character calligraphy. The exhibit features over 30 large calligraphy works, including a scroll by the Qing Empress Dowager Cixi. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us there for a look. At the Hongsan Calligraphy Art Center in Taoyuan, one work on display is the character Hu, which means tiger. The character was written in cursive using a stalk of silver grass before being inscribed on the surface of a stele. The work is imposing and majestic at 150 centimeters long. Another highlight is a banner written by Empress Dowager Cixi. She wrote characters Fortune and Longevity on a red square scroll glued onto golden silk cloth. This exhibition is our second collaboration with the National Museum of History. The theme of our exhibition is Bangshu, also known as large character calligraphy. We've delved into the history of Bangshu and private collectors' inkrubbing works. We look forward to facilitating a dialogue about the ancient art and the future of Bangshu. This work is by Dong Yangzi. The text is from the fifth poem on history by Zhuo Si. The work was created by Dong Yangzi in 1994 when she was middle-aged. She studied in the U.S., so Western art was integrated into her artistic expression of calligraphy. The exhibition Size Matters Calligraphy for Public Viewing is now on display, featuring a selection of large character calligraphy and rubbings. Eight modern-day calligraphy artists were invited to create new works for the exhibition. The museum also created a LED animation wall featuring locations in Taiwan that showcase we looked for places that people often visit that have bangshu and made it into animation, locations like the presidential office, Ding Taifeng, or Zhuji. We divided it into northern, central, southern, and eastern Taiwan. I hope that this animation lets the public know that there are actually many bangshu works in Taiwan. Members of the Boris Museum and Art Museum in Santa Ana, California, came to visit the exhibition. It's a wonderful experience to be here. I'm very impressed with the design of the museum and the comprehensive nature of the collection. It's just a fabulous experience and uh, an introduction into calligraphy. I didn't realize that there was a museum dedicated strictly to calligraphy, and I think this is wonderful. The exhibition will be held till July 24th at the Hongsan Calligraphy Art Center in Taoyuan.
FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Suri Sen in New Taipei. President Tsai Ing-wen spoke at an assembly of the Taiwan Confederation of Trade Unions on Wednesday. She touted her administration's efforts to improve working conditions, such as raising the minimum wage each year for seven years in a row. The head of the trade union group, Jiang Jianxing, called on the government to swiftly establish a minimum wage law. In response, Tsai said her government was committed to easing the economic burden on workers through tax cuts, transport subsidies and wage increases. Green Island has long been a magnet for ocean litter, but in recent years, there's been an influx of blue fishing net floats from China, dubbed Zhejiang Blue, because on the floats appear the characters Zhejiang. To protect the, the environment, a local group has collected the floats and turned them into art. But due to the sheer volume of the marine waste, keeping the coast clean is a task with no end in sight. A team of beach cleaners pick up waste from the sand. In no time, their bags are full. The litter is loaded onto a truck. In recent years, countless blue fishing net floats have washed up on Green Island, all the way from China. Each float bears the word Zhejiang, a province in eastern China, and locals have taken to referring to them as the Zhejiang Sea or the Zhejiang Blue. The plastic balls are used to keep gillnets afloat. Lower quality netting breaks easily, releasing countless floats into the sea. There's so many that a local cultural group is making them into art. <laughs> Look closely at the mural and you'll notice it's all made with marine waste collected from the beach. There's so much stuff it's hard to process it all. There's foam shoes, plastic bottles and plastic basket bits. But the bulk of the artwork is created with blue floats. When these floats are blown over on the surface of the sea, we call it the Zhejiang Sea. There are a lot of them. Look here, we're in the Pacific Ocean. So here they're used to represent the blue sea with white waves. Of course, it's not just the small blue floats. The island also receives larger plastic buoys in red and blue. The sheer amount of waste drifting in from China can't be converted into art fast enough. Locals urge the general public not to be part of the problem. Today we meet a doctor with a passion for music. Dr. Li Zhaoling is an expert on aging who has become famous for his singing and songwriting. He hopes his songs can help patients heal and find emotional support. During the pandemic, he wrote songs to spread public health knowledge. And he even recorded a track with variety show star Zhen Jingyi. But he's still using the old guitar that his mom gave him when he was just a teenager. Veteran celebrity Zhen Jingyi and a friend perform on stage, singing about their love for Taiwan. His guest is the well-known doctor and aging expert Li Zhaolin. Here he performs his own song, accompanying his gentle voice with a soft guitar tune. He's been playing this guitar ever since his mother gave it to him when he was 15. It's been a great comfort to play in his breaks during the busy working day of a doctor, and it's his best friend when writing songs. In recent years, his new love is writing songs in Taiwanese. <laughs> 
It's more difficult to write songs in Taiwanese because Mandarin has a large vocabulary and we're all speaking Mandarin normally, but Taiwanese doesn't have so many words. Lee's interactions with patients form most of the inspiration for his music, although current events also show up in his songs. He wrote this hygiene song during the COVID-19 pandemic to get kids jumping around to the public health tune. He also wrote a song to honor fallen members of the armed forces and offer condolences to their families. As a doctor, he's a strong advocate for integrating music into preventative medicine. When your singing touches their heart and they think about the lyrics, then of course their brain is working. You've touched their heart and soul, and it might create some psychological comfort or a new way of thinking, which enables them to release some of their emotions. For Lee, medicine and music are both ways to offer care to others, express his creativity, and create healing. As we go into mid-June, it's lychee season. These small, juicy fruits are one of Taiwan's favorite summers. Lychee are full of vitamins and generally very good for you, say doctors. But there's a catch. They're also exceptionally sweet. For people with a sweet tooth, you might want to make sure that you not overdose on these deceptively tiny delicacies. We got the lowdown from medical professionals on how many lychees you can ingest in one go and live to tell the tale. Lychees are one of Taiwan's beloved summer fruits. They're sweet, fragrant, juicy, and extremely nutritious. It's also very high in vitamin C. Compared with the same weight of tangerines, it actually has about the same amount of vitamin C. Rich in vitamin C, lychees can boost your immune system. Their high magnesium content can improve your sleep and their abundant fiber and water content will stimulate digestion and keep your heart healthy. But lychees are also very high in sugar. If you have too many all at once, be careful they don't make you swoon. It's extremely high in sugar. In the past, there have been people who fainted because of sudden fluctuations in their sugar levels. So I recommend the average member of the public to, first of all, not eat lychees on an empty stomach. This doctor also warns that people with diabetes or high blood lipids should watch their lychee intake carefully. Eating more than five or six in one sitting might not be advisable. And there's one more thing to watch out for. Lychees contain histamines, which can set off an allergic reaction. People who often have allergic reactions might react with hives or diarrhea if they eat too many lychees. This nutritionist suggests that an adult should limit themselves to one small bowl of lychees a day. Besides, if you savor them slowly, you'll probably enjoy each sweet bite even more. Cold calls and junk marketing are a constant part of life in Taiwan. How do these marketers get our numbers? We asked a cybersecurity expert to explain some of the myriad ways. As it turns out, there are lots of channels for marketers and even scammers to get our personal data. But sometimes we can protect ourselves by being careful about the terms and conditions we sign. Wait, wait, wait. So 
么电话一接起来就挂掉。You pick up the phone and immediately the caller hangs up like this one, or the caller starts by asking if you need a loan, or maybe you even get a text message asking if you want to borrow money. Have you ever gotten cold calls or junk messages like that? 刚刚就有两三天就一次，所以我现在陌生电话我都不会接。他打过来就知道我姓什么，很烦啊。Most of us are inundated with marketing messages and even calls. Some callers even know what your name is before you say hello. But everyone wants to know how do advertisers get our data? Hackers will target an individual's computer. There may be some flaws where they can install a trojan or a backdoor. Then they collect data about your actions, such as your online credit card transactions. They can watch you type your ID card number, take it, and then they use AI methods to grab your name. Data security experts say that data you post online, such as your phone number, can also become a channel for criminal networks to get your data. Some even find phone numbers and resumes pasted on online job seekers' databases. So, how can you protect yourself? We may not see something as we're signing a terms and conditions contract about data. Banks will say that they can share marketing data, and we probably signed something about that once. We can ask them to remind us about that. This expert says that cold callers who hang up immediately are produced by an automatic system. It's testing whether anyone answers that number. If someone picks up, it will start to spam the line with cold calls. The best strategy would be to let those calls ring out without picking up.